Coming to you from the Loading Ready Run orbiting underground moon base, it's the Lurkast. This week, it's the Spoopcast. Spoopcast. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So scary. Creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. And th- I don't... Yeah. I was I was seriously about to do like the Value Village Halloween slogan. Their old one anyway. Well, no. Value Village where you can get creepy for cheapy. Boo. <laughs> hey, that was the real thing. I didn't make that up. Boo. Yeah, the, no. I uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, creepy I, for I, I cheapy. I repeated it. So. No, well, I mean, yeah. You yeah, brought it into this house. Halloween is like their it's it's their it's their Christmas. It's their mm. WrestleMania. It's mm. uh it, like they start stocking Halloween stuff in August. I mean, Christmas is also their Christmas. They do have a lot of Christmas stuff too. It's nowhere near Christmas ha- time. It's nowhere as good as for them as Halloween is. Oh, yeah. mm. It's I find it somehow it seems wrong that a lot of the stuff now is actually like new stuff. Yeah, they bring yeah. in a lot of new stock. To me that kind of defeats the whole value they village. Be, they want to be your costume headquarters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, hey, what's up? It's uh it's it's October. Mm-hmm. Which means Halloween is a month away, mm-hmm. and yet everyone has changed their Twitter avatars. Yeah. So. Well, just just be happy that we waited until October. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. We, you know, you didn't push it before October. There were there were people who were changing their avatars on like September twenty seventh because they were just so excited for the month of Halloween. What do you mean we, Paul? You're not even on Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. People waiting, you know, do people doing Halloween stuff. Yeah. Well, that reminds me, I, what? Need, I need a Halloween avatar. Is there a special Halloween, like, avatar generator that people are using? No. no. Um, some people are just changing sort of creepy stuff. Actually, a lot of people we know, personally, Ash has drawn them a Halloween version. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's the, uh, it's the, it's, the avatar, actually, I don't mind as much. I'm, I'm very curmudgeonly about this. It's the changing of the, of the name, mm-hmm. the changing their given names. For the whole month, because it means it's like it's just confusing. Well, you, you see a tweet and it's like retweeted by this person, and you're like, I don't know who that is. Right, because it doesn't. Who do I follow? That because ha- it doesn't tell you what their actual Twitter hand, Twitter yeah. name is. Yeah, very annoying. Granted, there are a couple <laughs> of funny ones out there. Um, my sister, one or two. Well, my sister, uh, at someone's suggestion, went with. Uh-huh. Are you afraid of the Stark? Are you afraid of the Stark? Yeah. Which uh, someone told her that she should do Nickelodeon's "Are You Afraid of the Stark?" and I was like, "No, no, that is a YTV show. Yes, <laughs> that is a Canadian show that most people know because it aired on Nickelodeon in the states. But whatever. Well, um, so that's too long. I, I also yeah. like Beaches. And that was the other one I was going to mention, okay, yeah. which was uh, yeah, Netflix and Kill. <laughs> you know, if you're into that, hmm. so he should he should post like. 20 minutes into Netflix and kill and he looks at you like this and it's just like a picture of like, like Leatherface or Hellraiser or yeah. So, yeah something yeah Hellraiser movie's not on Netflix no really oh, it's not on sad. Netflix you have, to, you have to open the puzzle box yeah I know yeah or like, net, someone at Netflix uh, one of the Netflix licensing lawyers has to open the puzzle box yeah mm. yeah just get if on you solving the Hellraiser that's uh, this joke is a bit yeah. of a walk the that's lament like... configuration is the name of the puzzle box also Le Marchand's puzzle or mm. Le Marchand Le Marchand's uh, real configuration. Thing? Well, I mean, like, people have made them, so now they're a real thing. Oh, but okay. like, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe you could also solve a Rubik's Cube. Who knows? Oh, okay. 
<laughs> you solve a Rubik's Cube and a Cenobite shows up and it's just like, hey, what's up? It's a lot Dude, of One Cenobites. of these things, damn it. Yeah. That's true. There could, there could be like less, like, less cool, less Cenobites. violent, less evil Cenobites. Well, but that's the thing I always liked about the Cenobites is that they aren't evil. Mm-hmm. Like, they just do what they do. Yeah. Because you open the puzzle box and, and you know, like... their whole thing is, uh, what is it? It's like creating extreme experiences, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they don't really see what they do as being evil. They just, you know, attach hooks to people and drag them around and stuff. Yeah, because they called. Yeah, right? because you like o- the opening open... the puzzle box indicates that I'm totally into that. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's like, why would you open this puzzle box? That's clearly evil. If you didn't want hooks put into your skin and be yeah. dragged around by a giant yeah. it's like, flayed man. Why, why'd uh, you solve the puzzle? So if yeah, you maybe there's Rubik's Cubes that have, yeah. you know, like, Cenobites that will show up and challenge you to a game of Scrabble. Or mm. maybe it's just like when you're in public and cubing and some guy mm. shows up and is like, you have to turn it this way. And that's basically what the entire Hellraiser experience is based on. Kind of like trying to play solitaire in public. <laughs> that was the what was that joke from? The the I think it might have been on some sort of post online. It was like if you, Oh, I I think that joke has been around for like a oh, hundred years. Just the, like how, you know, you always pack like a, a deck of cards in your survival kit. So in case you get lost you can just start playing solitaire because then someone will show up and yeah. tell you that you missed yeah, it's like, no, you move that there. Um, apparently, somebody on stream told me that there's an engineer's version of that. Oh, yeah. Where you carry around just, like, a foot of fiber so you can bury it so somebody with a backhoe will show up. <laughs> and cut through it. Nice. Yeah. The, I'm, uh, I'm sure there's a magic version as well. That is the experience of playing magic online, yes. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, so this week, so we're doing, uh, uh, you know, the horror stuff mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about spoopy things and uh of. i mean actually the like the hellraiser thing is a good way to get into yeah talking about like movies and mm. stuff yeah, yeah yeah and i find like hellraiser and like i'm not a big guy about i don't i really like scary movies mm-hmm. like i'm not into that no um I, I never have been but i like i like like hellraiser um the ring mm-hmm. i like movies where scary stuff happens but in a very avoidable way. Right. Right? Like, right. Well, assume, yeah. like, even if, if the world of Hellraiser or the world of the ring is real, yeah. you just don't open the box or don't r- look at the movie, <laughs> yeah. and you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that plays into a... a and music really... can't happen to you. Right, yeah. because I know now not to open the box. Yeah. Well, I, I was... One of the people I follow on Twitter was talking about horror the other day, um, and she said, like, horror only really works when it is challenging the things that you love the most, mm. right? That's and when I it's re- actually scary. Yeah, yeah, when it's, like, when it's just affirming something, like, you know, if it's, like, the, your Twilight Zone shit where it's like, oh, technology is evil, <laughs> um, then that's not horrifying. No. It's just smug. Um, but, like, Hellraiser works so well on a horror level because it's about these people who think that they're, like, total edgelords. Right. Right. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, no, I'm totally into BDSM. Yeah. And Pinhead showing up being like, oh, are you? My head Great. is full of nails. Yeah. Great. Great. This will be fun. Great. Let's see how you do with that. Yeah. Like, uh, it, I love the idea of, of um, horror operating in this mode where it gives you what you want in the worst way. <laughs> right? It's like the genie's wish. Right. The, the, the monkey pop. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, been, I've always been of two minds about horror 
movies uh that like one's it's it's weird i I guess there's two different sort of there's more than two genres in the subgenres of horror there are two types of movies period (laughs) (laughs) movies and anime no um uh stuff like the evil dead obviously Mm -hmm. right Uh, you know b movie stuff uh um, things that are, I guess, ostensibly hor- like monster horror or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. totally fine with that. Uh, the ones that are like actually, I don't. I'm not one of the people who's like, man, I really enjoy being scared. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's that's not. Some people are super into that. Yeah. Like the the, well, the Paranormal Activity. I watched the Rift Tracks of, and it was just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. But. But that that um, the what's what's that one that we watched in the Halloween party over at Ash's place? The oh 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 um, um it's not Paranormal Activity, but it's another one of those like found footage ones. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't remember. It's recent. Yeah, there's like fourteen of them now. Yeah. Anyway, the ones where it's like you're going to this movie for the express purpose of like being scared shitless. Right. I don't enjoy those. People right. yeah, I think people would like the sort of you get kind of an adrenaline rush. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, like, I get that, but I get I get Yeah. I get I, that yeah. from other things. I'm not into yeah, that like, myself. No. Like no. that that that's kind of operating in a mode like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Right? Where you get like you you actually do get an adrenaline rush from it. Yeah. But I would wouldn't horror movies That's actually that, this is actually an amazing analogy for me personally because so uh, I do not like roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Like the tick, 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 up, and then it goes down, and there's that sense of weightlessness, which, yeah. I, which I loathe. Um, and it's like the, ah, and then up, and then, ah, I hate mm-hmm. those. The Disneyland roller coasters, mm-hmm. like Big Thunder Mountain, love. Because you go up just as high, but instead of it being like a umpteenth story drop, you descend, you like whip round corners real fast, and you go like up and down and around and over and up. Mm-hmm. It's much more interesting it, right it, right right it takes longer it's a very different kind of of like adrenaline sensation right i, I don't like the one that just You're... like up and drop and up yeah. and drop right yeah like those like the roller coasters that are designed to be like absolutely terrifying or you know, yeah, where you, like, you go upside down or you you're, will you're... probably die yeah, yeah i don't like those roller coasters well, like just that one kind of ride that takes you up to like like the, the elevator and then just drops you and drops no, you fuck that yeah Absolutely not. That's like the purest form of roller coaster. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very elemental. Yeah, Have you yeah. seen that that ride? Like, uh, that's uh, you actually just um, you you get in a harness and they suspend you out over like this rig with sort of like net walls and a and like a net or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're in this harness that makes it so that you can't like stretch your arms and legs out like you're mm-hmm. in a ball, and then they just go and they and they pull the thing and you just drop. You're not. You are on no rope. You just. Right. You just fall. And then you just bounce around. No. The then idea. you just, then you just land in the net. You just <laughs> and then land in the net. And that's it. Just one. Just uh, thump. And then you so land it's, it's it. more of like a stunt person thing. Basically, than, than yeah. A... But it's like a ride at a theme park. Hmm. And huh. uh, like you're in the like the the safety part is this harness that you're in that stops you from getting like whiplash. It, and stuff. it stops yeah. you from moving your body in a way that would land in a way that injures you. Right. right. But it's still like. I was like, all right, I, I guess if it's safe, but that's still. I mean, I don't even like the, like I don't like the idea of like bungee jumping, and you're yeah. you're actually attached to something there. Mm. Yeah, it's like next up, we just straight waterboard you. Yeah, right. Just get in this river. The, the drowner raider. 
Bungee jumping sometimes says that they go. Anyway, sorry, the water, but, uh, but but that that uh, when you when you mention roller coaster, that mm -hmm. sort of see, that feels analogous to me. Yeah, I don't like that one kind of roller coaster, but I enjoy the other one. Well, like I mean, uh, the, kind of the 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 literary work on horror mm -hmm. was written like a couple hundred years ago by Anne Radcliffe, who was writing about um, basically wound up writing about trying to define what horror was, mm. especially in res, uh, relation to terror. Mm. Right? Like, horror ah. was supposed to be, like, this thing that disquieted you. Mm. Right? And terror was, like, boo! <laughs> right. The yeah, like, 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 frightening. I like, guess... terror was frightening, whereas horror held an element of... Terror was the thing that made you want to cringe and hide, mm -hmm. whereas horror was what fascinated you and made you unable to look away. So right. I, I guess then I prefer... In terror okay yeah. and, and horror right. is like more if I, if I had to choose and yes. horror is sort of more in your own brain too yeah it's sort yeah. of using your brain against you yeah because <laughs> like well i mean like, there, there there are some movies that do both really well like uh texas chainsaw massacre mm. might have been like you know one of the is actually like a really effective body horror movie mm. because like leather like it, it feels like a slasher movie right where you have Leatherface running around murdering right. this van full of teenagers um but the way it does it, like the actual implementation of the slash, the slashing, mm -hmm. is very body horror-y. I, I like was... there's one moment where Leather, Leatherface comes through the front door and just like nails this guy with a hammer. Yeah, that's that's actually the first kill in the yeah. movie. And I, 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 remember, I remember when I saw it that I was really taken aback by that. Yeah. Because uh, I, this is after the, uh, was it Jerry Bruckheimer? The, mm -hmm. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, remake. remake recently, yeah. and the trailer, which I did also didn't see, but the trailer is like ring and chainsaws everywhere, and you you have this idea of like the slasher flicks or whatever, yeah. and it's the Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre, and the first death in the movie is this guy just like opens a sliding door and Leatherface is there with a hammer and just goes punk yeah. in the temple, just hits him in the temple. It, there was a dull thud, and the body just drops like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, and, and like, and I'm watching this like. Holy shit! Like if he chopped him up in a like in like chainsaw bits, right? Like, yeah. You know, and like gore flying everywhere. You know, it would have been like okay, yeah. Yeah. I've seen you know I've seen it's, I've seen blood movies before, but it was just this thunk, thunk. thud. Yeah, and like that's the body horror element. Yeah. Right, because what had been this, disturbing. What had been this character, this person, mm -hmm. is suddenly transformed into like convulsing meat. Yeah. Right, and it's just so like it takes... that. Like everything that that person was is now gone. Yeah. Right, like. I mean, in a horror movie or in an action movie or whatever, like people die all the time, mm -hmm. right? But this was like, that was the deadest motherfucker I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, right. He really sold it. Yeah. Well, um, and it's interesting the way they can sort of dial up or down the like there. There's the, there's that that weird dichotomy between uh, something being like scary looking mm -hmm. and something being actually horrifying right yeah yeah like gory is not necessarily no like no, you're saying with the, yeah. with the chainsaw massacre yeah. thing like a, a guy chainsawing a bunch of people yeah is not that scary and in fact you can dial it to the point where it's, it's actually it's funny. ludicrous yeah yeah it's yeah i don't i'm not a big fan of very gory stuff mm -hmm. but riccio i find almost hilarious right yeah but but and so but actually depicting What's interesting is, you know, you would think the gorier, the scarier, but it's actually the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. The more realistic it is, mm -hmm. yeah. the more, you know, whacking somebody with a hammer, 
pretty effective way to kill somebody. Yeah. Probably be kind of like that. Just yeah. kind of whack, and they did go down. Not very... Um, uh, not not a lot of fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> just well, kind of happens. And, like, there have been some really effective horror movies that also have basically no gore. Mm. Or mm. even death in them. Like, The Others. Mm. Um, the one with uh, Nicole Kidman. Right, right, right. Taking her family to, like, the, the country home with never, the servants. Never, never do that. And, never never like, take your family to the country home. And there's just all this weird, spooky shit going on, but there's no... No, no killing, no death, no, no gore. And it, like, it's a very classic ghost story, mm. right? Mm. Um, but it's also just utterly horrifying as it tracks towards this conclusion that you can see coming, right? But is totally unavoidable. And I suppose, like, it has a lot in common with the tragic there, right? Mm -hmm. And I wonder if anyone's ever done work on relating tragedy to horror, right? The, the, well, the unavoidable inevitable it's, i mean it's to me like the big difference between in a lot of cases like you you know in a lot of cases a lot of the stuff like with an action movie mm -hmm. and a horror movie you know they can follow a lot of the same lines right especially when you're dealing with like monsters horror yeah, and yeah. stuff and to me the big difference is in a horror movie at the end everything is not good yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, which is sort of the tragedy thing, right? Yeah. Where it's like, at the end of the horror movie, uh, uh, they don't win. Yeah. The good guys don't win. Or maybe maybe one good guy is yeah, alive. Like, is alive, but probably not, not happy about not it. winning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in Cabin in the Woods, right? Like they explicitly talk about this. Right. Right, how you have the one, like at the end you have the one virtuous character who's left alive and their fate is kind of arbitrary and almost meaningless whether they live or not mm -hmm. right like it's it's up to fate right right but whether... i mean in cabin in the woods the actual movie yeah the ending not so good yeah no, things no, are no. not going to go well no <laughs> yeah there was like there was That's you a, start it's a good movie you should really you should really watch very, cabin very in good the woods. movie uh, you made me think of, um, and that sort of treads that line between horror and action and stuff. You you made but, me think of what you were saying earlier uh, with the like you like the movies like Hellraiser mm. where it's like just don't open the box. And I think I'm similarly, but uh, you look at you know stuff like you know when most people are you know they watch Hellraiser like that was a good horror movie and I can just not open the box. Whereas you look at something like Final Destination where the whole premise of the movies is things happening in everyday life it's just arbitrary nobody nobody in our generation has not thought of the trailer for final destination 2 whenever they're driving behind a logging truck <laughs> every single time you drive behind a logging truck you're like oh this is some final destination stuff going on here yeah right you keep your distance from the logging truck even though they don't bounce like that but the point the point being keeping your distance from the logging truck it's probably not a bad anyway. idea yeah. yeah 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 i mean like if nothing else there's lots of like wood chips and shit that can fly off them in twigs yeah exactly it's bad for your bad for your paint <laughs> yeah but i mean that's that's why yeah that's why i i don't i don't enjoy those because every single thing in that movie is just like a freak accident right like obviously to the point of comedy in a lot of situations in that it's so far-fetched but everything is just like but there's uh, when i'm sorry was well, the there's the there's that aspect of like you know as as obviously as a you know, we do the videos and you do all the writing and stuff. And so you're obviously up in your imagination mm. a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, and usually that's, you know, for silly things, but not always. And anything that, you know, 
promotes that like the thing in the shadows isn't mm -hmm. nothing you know is something yeah or the you know that there's someone hiding in the whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anything that or just you know just the, the the stuff where it's just like really simple you know it's just like there's a guy who kills people yeah for no particular reason he just likes killing people and he could be in your house <laughs> but yeah. it's just like that's not a very uh original horror premise mm -hmm. but it's also like the one that i do not want to see. it's just yeah. like yeah. it's like yeah. that's just going to make me it's like one it's not very original so it's not i'm not interested to see it and it's just going to make me like paranoid paranoid yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's not yeah that's what it is right it's not even like Horror, it's not even like it makes me scared. It makes me paranoid. Yeah, <laughs> which is a slightly different thing, but well, also very unpleasant. The uh, speaking of like being able to avoid horror, mm. I think that I think that's that's a really good handle on it. There's an other extreme to that, mm. um, which Lovecraft does very well, oh, which right. is the utterly unavoidable horror. Right. That is unavoidable because it is actually how the universe works right right like, right uh, the the lovecraftian idea that we live in a very privileged little bubble mm. <laughs> on top of something that is utterly incomprehensible that, and that if and just getting a glimpse of that is enough to yeah totally drive you insane yeah and like the insanity thing is is whatever but like i i think that's a very good expression of horror mm. the idea that um the way that we perceive the world is actually not terribly useful or right. accurate that there's some that there's something sort of above everything else or, yeah. or below uh, yeah or both yeah right like that we we live in like in 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 a scientific sense we live in a classical universe right <laughs> where like you know you can knock something off a table and it falls right in mm -hmm. a predictable path right but like on the scales far far above us and far far below things operate in very kind of different ways that are counterintuitive to us mm. and like i like the i like horror as also existing in a mode where it is counterintuitive right in a mm. way that points out how utterly useless our experience is for parsing certain things mm. right and not only counterintuitive but like fundamentally mm -hmm. impossible to understand because yeah. of just how our brains work yeah yeah um, of course, depicting that is always tricky. But. Well, yeah, <laughs> works works best in probably in written fiction, honestly. Cause yeah, then, yeah. Then, then your mind then you gets can, to then you can yeah. be like, it is a thing that I can't really describe. Yeah, yeah. Rather than... and, and then and then like yeah, because when you try to take it into like uh, a visual medium, everyone's like tentacles. Gotcha. Yeah, right. it's um, the old big, uh, big scary thing glowing eyes. Yeah, it's the old like tentacle mouth. We're we're coming to you in a form that your mind can understand. I can understand before. You just looked like aliens before. Yeah. No, no, you couldn't understand that. Yeah, yeah, the Invader Zim <laughs> thing where they, yeah. they look like sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, but... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, there, I just wanted to say that there's been, like, one Lovecraft-inspired uh, movie that I thought actually worked well, hmm. which was called um, Banshee... Uh, <laughs> Cam's having a small Oh god, it's based on the short story from Beyond. It's called uh Kathleen, could I ask you to look it up? It's Banshee Frequency, Banshee something. One second, let me Google it. Thank you. This is this actually super embarrassing. Second. Anyways, the, the name isn't super relevant, but it's based on the idea that like you know, the character winds up taking some kind of drug that allows her to um 
perceive things that are acting just out of phase with our reality mm. that are always there right. and always have been there and have been completely benign right. until you look at them. Until you observe them and then, uh-oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and then you, not, not only are they, they don't even come for you. It's just the fact that, oh, like, this is all worthless then, like, yeah, right? Um, just, just that they exist is so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's called Banshee Frequency, you think? Yeah. Okay. So is it written by H.P. Lovecraft? Yes. Uh, the, the, the short story it was based on is called From Beyond. Okay. It's Banshee Chapter. Banshee oh, Chapter. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And like, it does a bunch of weird stuff. Like it has a character in it who's basically uh, Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> um, and they go to like, of course, this abandoned army base that has like this frequency generator, mm. right? That that is the radio station they're all listening to that attracts these things. Right. There. Um, um, I know there, there was a thing for a long time that um, uh, Guillermo del Toro was going to be doing the Mountains of Madness. Yeah, yeah, and then and Prometheus then, happened. Yeah, and then it all got kind of messed up. Yeah, it's like, and Prometheus was the Mountains of Prometheus is like the Mountains of Madness just enough that. Anyone who hears the pitch is like, well, this is Prometheus. And you can't just say, like, yeah, but not shitty. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when you're looking at horror uh, interactive mediums, mm -hmm. I have like oh, an, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like an actual like ghost story for later. That, that's not really a ghost story, but that's, that's for later. But we're just um, when you're looking at uh, looking at video games and maybe we'll do a second episode of this and Alex can talk about this because I know he has a myriad of opinions about horror video games but um, uh, again there's sort of like these these two sides where I've played the Resident Evil series since the beginning and of, obviously they've gotten much more action games with zombies and less mm -hmm. creepy horror but the first the first game was really creepy mm -hmm. um, and then you look at the other side of things and I remember uh, years ago Paul and I rented a copy of uh, Fatal Frame. Mm, yes. And we were playing it and we were in a situation where we just stopped because it's like to to progress the game I have to go through that door. I don't want to go through that door. Hmm. But it's the only it's the only way forward. So I guess I should stop playing the game. <laughs> it's it's just it's just like you know, there's a certain point, especially with with horror video games, where you're the one, yeah, pushing you... forward the story, right? Where at a certain point you're like, in, in I'm life... not enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah, this is I could be playing a fun Mario game right now. Yeah, playing <laughs> yeah. What, Clonoa what am, two or yeah, something. Yeah, what what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this yeah. to myself? Yeah. Well, it's I like... appreciate the artistry involved <laughs> in creating this experience. It's just not a pleasant experience. Yeah, it's like. You play those games in the same way that you eat a burrito with, like, nitric acid, yeah, way <laughs> like too much hot, hot sauce, sauce on, on it, it right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is so hot, I can't even deal with it right now. And people are like, why? Why, don't you why are you doing it? this? And it's like, well, well I, I don't know. Well, I bought the burrito. <laughs> yeah, and it's really good. <laughs> I bought the burrito. It's, and it's, well, like, it's well made. It's got good ingredients in it. It's like your but, eyes are sweating blood. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll just have another bite. No, it's actually a really nuanced flavor profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mouthfeel is off the charts. Uh, yeah, like, man, Fatal Frame. It's, yeah, it's, there's something very different when you're controlling it and where you're, like, because they put you in control of this, of this person, and it's like, well, then let's leave. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. If if it was me, I would be turning around and walking out. Yeah, just like peace of the creepy I mean, Japanese school. Yeah. And I mean, there's a uh, and there's a sort of horror aspect even to that. You know, uh, totally aside from the, uh, you know, ghosts jumping out at you hmm. or fighting things or whatever, but just the idea that, you know. Once you're sort of occupying that character, or you're you're sort of playing as that character, mm-hmm. you you can't leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this case, because of the mechanics of the game, mm-hmm. or because of decisions that the developers have made. But nevertheless, the end result is you can't leave. Right. right? So, which is you know, which can be pretty. I mean, Fatal and Fatal Frame did a lot of stuff with playing with, uh, you know, messing with the conventions of gameplay itself Mm -hmm. to enhance the thing they would do stuff like uh every once in a while your controller would start vibrating like a heartbeat like a boom boom oh yeah boom boom and then get start getting faster and faster and faster and then stop (laughs) sometimes something would come out and attack you sometimes nothing would happen (laughs) it just and like there was no safe like once you cleared an area of like (laughs) monsters if you go back through there, nothing, nothing there. Go back through there, nothing there. Mm-hmm. Ten times later, you go back through there, and guy jumps out of you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. Or like, it's really good. Or you open a door didn't and didn't enjoy it. You open the door and there's a guy standing like right there, about to eat your face, and then disappears before you can actually like bring up your weapon to attack. Right. And then never comes back. Mm. Like, or thanks, maybe he dude. will come back. Right. <laughs> Who knows? It's just like this. This is very well done, but. Yeah, <laughs> but having I think there is that aspect that you know that when you're watching a movie, you're a you know you're you're uh, passively observing it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the having to take an active role yeah. in your own suffering is definitely or at least a lot of catharsis, if not enjoyment. There's a lot of catharsis when watching a movie for you know yelling at the screen. Right? Mm-hmm. right. No, you idiot! Don't open the door. If I was there, I'd do this. Don't go yeah. inside. Oh, you fool! And then when you're playing a video game, you're like, no. I guess I have to go open the door. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what's going to happen now? I'm just, I'm just going to stay like, here in the front hall. It's safe, and nice. Here. Yeah. Like, um, agency is this really odd thing. Like, the one nightmare I, I that I, I've had that has ever really stuck with me happened when I was a kid, right? And I just, like, I think I'd watched Alien for the first time. Oh, God. When I was way too <laughs> young to do it. And, like, okay, like, of course I had a nightmare about the alien. Right. But it was in Duh. the neighbor's house. Oh. Wait, what? Oh. The alien was in the neighbor's house. In your nightmare. Yeah. You, you were at home and the alien was next door. Yeah. Okay. And, like, everyone else was going about their life except the alien was in the neighbor's house. And I knew it was there and I could see it doing its shit, right? It's like some rear window stuff. Yeah, and was it like pretending to be the neighbor? No, 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 no. It was <laughs> it, it like you know I I presume it killed the neighbor and was building a hive and doing like oh. alien shit there. Um, and I was ignoring it. I was trying really hard to ignore it as people just started like disappearing, mm-hmm. right? And everyone's like has no idea why it's happening, but I'm the one who knows what's happening and I'm not doing anything about it. That's terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. And like the 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 compulsion that now because you're the one who perceives it, you're the one who has to do something about it. Right. That being like what drives you to open the door, right? Right. To go into the room. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that 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 like that's been my 
one nightmare that I've that is a that yeah that's that a solid that's a solid nightmare yeah I had a nightmare when I was like a toddler and it was robots shooting lasers that sounds I had very scary for a toddler yeah in I now have awesome dreams like that yeah <laughs> in in my in my memory now it looks very much like the Transformers movie hmm. uh, because it's all it's that, that's up. how you it, it's all yeah. messed up but I had not watched Transformers at that age so mm -hmm. I don't know what brought it on but in my head, it looks very 1980s Transformers, the movie, like pew, pew, pew. Right. But it scared the crap out of me. I don't know why. Like, I, I remember it vividly, even though I, w I know that I was, like, very small at the time, just because it was seared into one, mm. you know, one, one neuron that still stuck around. Being like, hey, remember this weird nightmare you had? Yeah. <laughs> that one. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, good horror games I've played. And I've just... I can't effectively come up with anything, right? Because I mean, there's they games usually that call want... themselves horror, horror that I yeah. love, like Resident Evil. Yeah, exactly. But they they don't. And horror games they, they, they spook me out, right? Like I get spooked by them. But what about? Um, did you play much much more Alien Isolation? Yeah. Because Matt was like pooping himself. I mean, the the problem with Alien Isolation that I was, was that I to being afraid. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, he... Just Dude a, needs to go to the bathroom. Ate a bad burrito. Yeah. Playing 16 hours of Alien Isolation without a body a bathroom break. Um, <laughs> but like, I found Alien Isolation basically turned into a puzzle game for me, hmm. where you know you're like, you have like these three rooms, and the alien is in one, and you're in another one, and you're trying to move over to the other room while attracting the alien to the room that you're in now so that you can it's, move over and it's like this is towers of annoy <laughs> yeah this is towers of annoy with teeth it's i mean video game horror video games actually have an interesting there's a weird balance that they have to strike because mm -hmm. you have to be you know it has to be scary obviously mm. but basically you can't die mm -hmm. in a horror video game mm. right uh because if you die in a horror video game then you go back to wherever the last save point was. Or if they're being really dumb, that's back to the beginning right. of the game. Right. And then you do the same thing again. And, it's not and scary. doing the same thing again isn't scary. No, no, no. So uh so it's this weird thing where you have to feel like you're always in danger, but you never actually die, but they have to hide the fact that you're aren't you aren't actually in danger. Or yeah. that, or that that you know because the thing cause that always happens with you know with um with some of the like some of the like amnesia games mm -hmm. really scary in certain parts right but then they get into a problem where either you get stuck by like a puzzle and you know when you're when you're try just trying to like figure out how do i open the box or how do i do this key mm -hmm. in a door uh and there also is a monster around <laughs> right that's not real like you're you're it's not really scary cuz you're just like Stupid monster! Go away! I'm trying yeah. to do this puzzle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think he'd he'd disagree or mind me saying this, but that's a problem that Alex has because yeah. puzzles piss him off way yeah. more than the rest of us, and he'll be like super into a horror game, and then there'll be a puzzle that he doesn't like, and then he's just ruined. Yeah, yeah. his immersion is gone, and this the whole rest of his gameplay session is just like fucking puzzles, and he, he can't get <laughs> yeah. back into it. And then there are the people who actually, like, kind of enjoy that, right? And mm -hmm. th their argument is like, oh, yeah, it's like the thing where you're fumbling with the keys while the killer is coming for you. And you just, like, right. your motor skills betray you. And it's like, eh. the, like I, I, can, I can see that. But uh, on the other hand, like, I, I'm totally with Alex on the, 
the puzzles uh, is irritant. Mm. The and most the most effective thing that Amnesia did mm -hmm. uh, that I, I was like, you know, the whole thing was that is that you basically don't have any weapons right. in the game. Like you get a, a few little things, but it's a lot of hiding from stuff, mm -hmm. right? And but one of the really effective things they did is they have their own. You know, they they weren't using anybody else's engine, so they had their whole their own right. engine that had its own set of um, uh, stuff. So, so like you couldn't, you you don't just activate things. You had to, um, you had to like sort of move. Like if if something moved, you had to like move it with your mouse. Okay, right, right. right. Which was kind of a it was a unique thing and kind of cool for puzzles. You had to like push the door. But yes, but for stuff like doors, you had to actually like push it open, mm -hmm. which is a small thing, but somehow like walking up to the door and going boop open, zoomp, as opposed to being like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and like, oh shit. Yeah, you just yeah, like yeah. Creak, oh, shit. creak the door open, you hear breathing, you pull the door closed. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I live here now. Yeah, but just like having, again, you know, forcing you to take that active role. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like that. Just, uh, just that little bit of. of... Just, just, yeah. uh, just was enough to really get you. They should do. They should do a fumbling with the key thing. They should have like either like you have a keychain that comes up, or there's literally literally just a pile of keys yeah. on a table right beside the lock, and you actually just have to like pick yeah up exactly a key, try the key, pick up another key, try the key. Yeah, instead of doing like these weird arbitrary puzzles where you're like trying to open the lock. Yeah, and honestly, right? they could even do it so that like for, for for what you said, they could even do it that like when the thing is you know X distance away the next key you use will work. Yeah. Mm. Right? And just, like, obs like don't tell yeah, the player that. Yeah. Cause, and cause, then it's, then it's yeah. like, oh, I made it just in time, you know? Because the thing is, if you do that... That'd be sweet. And they're like, trying to do the key, trying to do the key, monster kills them. Right. The fifth time you're sitting in front of the stupid door trying different keys, you're going to be annoyed, right? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and then, you're, not, and you're then, not scared anymore. Now you're just pissed off at the and puzzle. Then every future time, you just, you just be like, this key... Assuming it's the same key. Yeah, exactly. Well, That's I mean, why like, you randomize. You, you, or we, you, you just backwards engineer it so that, like, you know, it's the third key you try all mm -hmm. the time yeah. in this arbitrary key. And then, like, that's now the key for that door. Yeah. Right? Now it's, now it's the brass key. Um, if anyone uh, wants to consult us on ideas for horror games. Yeah, we are available. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us hiding under the bed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, I want to tell you a funny story. Okay. Um, it's it's not explicitly speaking a ghost story, but it's it's pretty entertaining. When uh, I was younger, I lived with my parents, and at the time they owned a uh, massive sort of Victorian era house. Uh, it was built in 1892, and it's like it was built on bedrock on a hill that they then lowered the road of. So it's like right up on a, on a hill, right? It's mm -hmm. like very creepy looking. It's got like had like four chimneys uh, and two big front gables, and uh, so it's this big like you know ooh. And at, at school, kids were like, there was two rumors about me at school. One was that we were rich, which was not the case because when my parents bought the house, it had a demolition permit on it. Huh. It was good to go to be torn down, and they bought it for super cheap and spent basically fifteen years restoring it. Uh, and the second rumor was that it was haunted. I lived in that I lived in that house for like for well for 20 years I guess and it it's not it wasn't haunted sorry not that you saw not that I saw but I I lived there basically for it was a 
more than half my life. It was a shy ghost. I guess. Sometimes Mm -hmm. in high winds, if we got like a really strong uh, uh, southeasterly, um, the door to my bedroom would like like blow open slightly just Mm -hmm. from like air pressure. That's it. Hmm. There's creaky floors, but Mm -hmm. that was when a human being was walking on them. So, or so you thought. Or so I thought. Um, well, actually, my parents did tell me at one point that uh, when I was still in the crib, when I was like just sort of learning to talk, mm-hmm. um, they they came upstairs and they heard me in my room, going, "Oh, hello, who are you? How did you get in here?" And they were like backing down the stairs <laughs> they were just sort of like it was i was practicing right. speech i was right. just yeah, practicing yeah. talking yeah but they were like i don't want to go in there yeah <laughs> i don't want to know if he's actually talking to something <laughs> if he is it hasn't hurt him yet yeah so, <laughs> so he's we'll objectively it, fine we'll let it ride yeah um that's that's the only legitimately creepy thing that mm. happened but once when i was in a stroller so this i do not remember but i was told about this later uh my mom was was coming home and you don't you don't remember because of the horror the trauma yeah. yeah um uh we were uh so she was she was pushing the stroller up to the house and she saw these two kids probably grade school maybe maybe early high school standing across the street pointing up at the house and talking to each other and so she she sort of just pulled just inside the front wall and and listened and they were like no 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 it's it's like the house is haunted this guy died in the attic and he still lives like up there and they were like pointing at like the top at the top gables Mm -hmm. where my dad was putting new insulation in (laughs) wearing a full body disposable tyvek suit right so it's like the white uh... yeah yeah (laughs) and had chosen that moment to just take five and walk up to the window and admire the view (laughs) And stepped up to the window, and the two kids lost their mind <laughs> and tore off down the street. I was gonna say, awesome. And then, unfortunately, he also happened to like run into a bee's nest up there, so he was like, ah! <laughs> "I believe, I, I believe, my da- the way my dad tells the story is that the two kids ran off in, uh, in opposite directions, and maybe that's the case. I don't know, but that that seems that seems very." very theatrical but nice. the i the, the the timing could not have been better that they were actually discussing that there was a ghost who lived up there and my dad was like white tyvek suit up to the window like like face mask like right. the hood yeah, yeah. so it was just this white form <laughs> awesome because uh, the building still didn't look like anyone lived there at right. the time like it was like the paint was all miserable this was like right after they bought it it looked like it was falling apart so it looked abandoned and then just that's Real good. Mm. Delicious. There's a lot of... <clears throat> there's a... Uh, the tourism trade in town would tell you that Victoria is one of the most haunted places in Canada. Because it's good for tourism. I mean, yes. I bet yeah. every city probably says that. Probably. Yeah. They have a vested interest in you believing that Victoria is one of the most haunted cities in Canada. Yeah. On that note, did you know that there's an entire underground network of tunnels beneath the city that you know, have large gabled vaulted rooms with Fancy. stained glass there are some connected basements uh, yeah but um there are and there are um some catacombs underneath uh, i i just uh, remember when i first 
Empress. Mm -hmm. I just remember when I first moved to Victoria, somebody was telling me that like, no, there's like this one tunnel and you go out and it leads under the border to the US and there's like a bar under there. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, how does, so you can go you there and drink a, and I'm like, you know we're on an island. Yeah, right? and it's like, I would be very curious to you see know, the, the geography of that. You know the drinking age in the U.S. is 21, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's you know, actually later one, there. that's a dumb idea, yeah, because the drinking age is older in the States. <laughs> and two, yeah, the, the geometry of how that would yeah. work you couldn't seems even, highly problematic. Yeah, it's like, instead of, how about this, instead of taking this tunnel to walk, like, the 100 kilometers mm. across the border, why don't I just wait the four months? Yeah. Which is probably faster. <laughs> there are um uh when you uh if you ever find yourself in downtown victoria there's certain sidewalks that have the the purple the purple glass cubes mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the in the pavement um so for one thing fun fact those weren't purple originally that's from oxidization mm -hmm. uh and two under there there are yeah. like uh basements some of which are like some of which are connected if, like on uh lower johnson mm -hmm. and in that in that uh, in that area, there was the like, like in Seattle, there was the, the sort of old the town raised stuff, street, yeah. and then down a level to a yeah yeah, to yeah. A, and so you can have like uh, basements in those buildings that have a front door that mm -hmm. goes to nothing, street level right to old street level that is now like dirt right uh, so you know there's there's a non-zero number of underground things mm -hmm. but the idea that there's a a network of tunnels that exist to this day no they're, yeah, they're, they're populated they're... with ninja turtles and chuds yeah exactly right? <laughs> yeah that's a fun, i mean it's a fun crossover i guess i guess if there were a network of tunnels they would probably be keeping them more secret rather than having yeah. you know tours yeah they're a guarantee that any anything from the from the network that still exists is a no longer a network and b filled with like overstock greeting cards from the tourist shops yeah because <laughs> they're just basements now yeah, yeah, or, yeah or looks kind of like the basement of the fag yeah or it's just like a mess of stuff yeah but yeah it's where uh, we, like where we film a bunch of things just i like, mean i do like this the... is where we put all our broken tables mm -hmm. there is there is a lot of that um not necessarily um uh, like underground tunnels and stuff, but I only, I'm always fascinated, and, and it can, and you know, speaking of horror stuff, it can get a little creepy. Mm -hmm. Some of the, especially in the sort of older town area, downtown, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the kind of uh, back areas, mm -hmm. and you know, between between buildings, and uh, these weird little like secret areas, mm. right? That aren't necessarily they aren't they aren't like secret as in people are trying to keep them secret but they're just secret in the sense that they are like completely enclosed and the only way to get in is like one little teeny weeny door mm. right and then it opens up into like a whole bunch more stuff yeah um and i always find the that kind of stuff is always like fascinating and it does have the, the slight sort of like creepy aspect to it which is more it, it's more an as more a feeling of like this is where a, a horror movie would be shot yeah <laughs> as huh. opposed to like i think there actually is like a ghost here yeah. it's more like this would be a great place to put a ghost yeah <laughs> if there was a ghost <laughs> i could sell this as a ghost locale yeah yeah but and i mean yeah you know you can probably tell from from uh from just our general sort of tenor over the course of this that we're we're, we're generally pretty cynical about the the idea of actual ghosts mm -hmm. but 
I mean, that doesn't stop me from, you know, from like <laughs> reaching into the the room at night, like when I'm shutting down for the night, reaching in, flicking on the lights first. No, when, like when the lights are on. Mm-hmm. Turning off the light and closing the door. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to see what's in the dark. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't, yeah. don't worry. You won't see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I don't, I don't do that as much anymore because, uh, I mean, our apartment doesn't really have a lot of like actual doors anyway. Uh, and there's light comes in from the street. So it's like, but when I, when I, when I lived at home, there was definitely like some, uh, you know, cause I, I had to turn off the light to the landing uh, when I when I went to bed, mm. and I'd be like, reach out, turn off the light, shut the door to my room, and just be mm. like, okay, now I'm in my room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love there's a there's a great um, uh, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. People are still afraid of the dark. Bit where he's talking about uh, he's talking about you know the horror movie trope where the guy's like fighting all these monsters and then goes into like you go into the bathroom. And they're like, goes and washes, splashes some water on his face and then looks up and there's a monster mm-hmm. behind him. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, like, I was really worried about that mm-hmm. for a while. You know, you, that, right. just that, that thing of, like, looking in the mirror, looking down and looking back in the mirror and there's something behind you. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I was really worried about that until I actually thought about it and I realized that, my, like, in my apartment, the bathroom is so small that the only way a monster could get behind me is if he said, excuse me, yeah. first. Huh. <laughs> I've seen that effect done really effectively in a couple of situations, right? Mm -hmm. Like in Twin Peaks, the end of Twin Peaks. Mm. That worked really well. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No. But there was that one B44 music video. Oh, yeah. Where one of the guys from B44 gets strangled by a different guy from the group. Didn't they all look the same? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Freaky. This was, it was one of the twins being strangled by the guy who was not the twins. Oh, And then they were B43. Yeah. Hmm. There's only ever three of them. I don't know why they were called B44. Well, because they oh, created before four, four. four. Right, yeah. of course, that was why. I, I did know that, right. Don't, and there, then, don't, don't look this up. And then there's, there, there are box on the Canadian pop music scene. <laughs> and then there's the time that I shaved my beard and became beige. Yeah, yeah that was really good. That was pretty that. creepy. Gripping. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially that you were trapped in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was like a... Loading Ready Run does horror. That was like a... Uh, that's that's recent got some addition to that, or like we were like, we'll, we'll do the thing where he shaves and then he looks up in his beach, and then having him be trapped in the mirror was like a a late add-on. Yeah, mm-hmm. like oh, you know, what we could do. Yeah, that's yeah, that's some body horror. You want that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you turn into beach and you are in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, so good. Anyway, uh, I think that's the. I like the idea of maybe um, maybe we'll get we'll get some other people to talk about spoopy mm-hmm. stuff as well. Yeah, maybe like James and Alex and. Beater, Ian, yeah. Or yeah, it's Spooptober. Spooptober. <laughs> so uh, anyway, thank you very much for uh, watching slash listening. Yeah. yeah. As always, uh, our podcasts are brought to you by you, our supporters on Patreon.com. You did this. You did this. And uh, Kathleen, if you want to bring that up, uh, you can check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Loading Ready Run down there in the corner. Um, it supports not only this, but all the stuff we do. So appreciate it if you check that out. And uh, that's it. So we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.